today's sponsor is brought to you by GameStop for the gamer in you. For those of you that love to play PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and any other system that you can think of, you can also go to GameStop, buy cheap games, or trade in your smart devices for store credit. Whoa, store credit. Nice. Exactly. So, go down to your nearest GameStop, or better yet, if you want to order online, go to GameStop.Crusade.net, and that is Crusade with a K, GameStop.Crusade.net. Just help Crusade Movement out by putting the little pennies in our pockets, and it costs you nothing extra. And really, GameStop is the only place that you even should be considering looking for fulfilling your gaming needs. Honestly. What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? This is yet another episode, a special episode of Friendly Fire. This is your girl, Jamise. And this is your boy, Khalif. And so we're bringing you this special episode because as we as we usually like to do on the show, we debate a little bit. And we're going to now talk about the debate. The debate. All right. <laughs> well, the first of many. First of three is not that many. As many to me, like an <laughs> hour and a half or hour plus of just talking. We do this from time to time. But they used to be longer, but we all know that Donald Trump can't stand more than two hours. So well, it's pretty much kept to under two hours or less. Because, you know, I have a million dollars. That's true. You know that, Truth. right? <laughs> yeah. So uh. Basically, there's been a lot of hoopla in the. I mean, this is special because there's been a lot of hoopla, a lot of crazy things going on in your American government, people. And I think, and hopefully, everyone understands and what is truly at stake. There's much more than just the presidency here. You got the president, you have the House, the Senate. Remember, people, if you you can change things by changing the people who work in the government. Right. The start with local. Start with the local stuff. The president is just not the end all be all. It is not. It is not. Um, and I just I feel like this time this time is getting a little bit scary because out of everything, if you guys recall last year, I was very dismissive of Donald Trump. And now it's a very close race between him and the Democratic candidate, Hillary Clinton. And at this point now it is getting it is it's it's real. Let's put it that way. It has gotten real. At first it's it was kind of like a circus. Real. That shit just got real. So before we begin, there has been some issues about Donald Trump. I'm going to play a special clip from The New York Times. Um, it is about his taxes and how, why, and maybe why he won't release them. So let's hear what the New York Times had to say about mm-hmm. this. Let's take a listen. Donald Trump has declined to release any of his tax records, making him the first presidential candidate since 1972 to do so. 
The New York Times recently obtained documents that provide new insight into the personal finances of the Republican nominee for president. The documents show that he declared a $916 million loss on his 1995 income tax returns. The loss was derived from the financial wreckage he left behind in the early 1990s through mismanagement of his casinos, airline business, and ill-timed purchase of the Plaza Hotel in Manhattan. The loss is so substantial that it could have allowed him to legally avoid paying federal income tax for up to 18 years, three years back and 15 forward. This is called a net operating loss, a lucrative tax deduction that occurs when business expenses exceed gross income. And those deductions can be applied for almost two decades. Based solely on the 1995 tax returns, Trump theoretically could have avoided paying taxes until 2010. Listen to the somber music, people. Well, it is it is sobering news to hear this, to say the least. I mean, before I get started, I just want to let people know I've been having these crazy conversations with Trump supporters, Hillary haters, Trumpeters, and. I'm going to just tell you guys right now, I've heard from some people that were even people that knew me that said, Anthony, when you talk to people, you need to be nicer. And please be nice. Please be nice. Please. It, you're but nice across, doesn't work because Trump has been well, not nice and he's gotten so far, a lot farther than most people. And everyone's like, well, you're being, you're coming across as an asshole, Anthony. And I was just like, well, because to tell you the truth, I am. These are all lies. Khalif is not an asshole, and I, and people who think he is, and he comes across like that, this ridiculous. It's because they're because they think that just because they disagree with what he has to say, that's not the same as someone being an asshole. I know, but people that know me knows I'm not an asshole. That truly knows me. So my whole thing is that I have. I mean, I was not. I'm gonna tell everyone this, and I want to say this on air and put it on wax. Huh? Your boy Khalif Knight was never a Hillary supporter. I became a Hillary ambassador because of you all. Those that would not listen to reason, those <laughs> that will want me to be emotionally charged behind somebody because you feel enamored by the words that they said. I want to know plans and facts, and all I want to hear are plans and facts. Don't give me, he kissed my mother on the lips and I love him, or he, he promised to make sure that my debt was free. He will bring back jobs. He will make sure the Mexican immigrants don't ever come here. I don't want to hear that crap. That's baloney. Build the wall. That's a bunch of balogna. But I'm so sorry that Khalif is so with her because I am not with her. I am a trumpeter. TP the White House. <laughs> 2016. <laughs> and TP stands for Trump Pence in case some of you guys missed it. No, she really meant toilet paper. TP the White House. Oh, see, now you into it. I'm making a rap song, everybody. <laughs> I am having a little ghetto video on YouTube. Watch it. Drop it. It's going to be hot. Jesus Christ. You know, uh, what, what, I always forget his name when I need his name. Corey Feldman, right? He's the one yes. that's alive, right? Corey Feldman, if you hear this, I am asking you to put, to feature on my song, TP the White House. Trump Pence, 2016. Because you're going to go for it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, but that stuff about the taxes was really, really shocking. And 
a bit depressing because can you imagine losing that much money in one tax year? That's like, I, I think that would cause someone to commit suicide. Like just jump out. But here's just my thing. Jump out the window. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay, a $916 million losses, but you win. I win all the time. I win everyone. I beat China. I beat China all the time. I beat the Mexicans. I make good deals. I make good deals, all because I made a deal with the IRS that I won't have to pay because I know the tax law. I know it. It's a fact. It's a truth. I'm smart, so I don't pay taxes. And people, remember that crap. He said, I'm, it makes me smart because I don't pay taxes. That means nothing for federal roads, nothing for the army, nothing for social security. That's running low. Right. That people so keep So one of the from. wealthiest Americans in the world can buy himself a private Boeing jet, but he can't pay for the medical bills of our veterans. He can't pay his Ouch. fair share. Yeah, you know, but... He sounds like the mofo that goes to church and steals from the collection plate. Donald Trump, as your supporter, you're making me look bad with stuff like this. Please stop saying these things. <laughs> and my whole thing is that $916 million, that does that says crappy money management, and that's pretty much sound like Reagan, and we're going to invest no! in Star Wars. Every Star entrepreneur Wars. has experienced huge losses, and to be to have a huge success, you must experience huge losses. So I'm not disagreeing with that, but all I'm saying is this: I looked at that the well, somehow these tax forms magically appeared, maybe through molds in his. Let me bring it gospel. We fall down, but we get up. So that man has not even read the Bible. So what is this? I might be reading it now. He said there was some good stuff in it. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice to see someone get excited about reading the Bible for the first time. It's encouraging, you know, to say the least. I think it's encouraging. Uh, Sorry, I had to wet my whistle. It's fine, you know. I've been I've been sipping on some scissor back here too. <laughs> yeah, because she's talking about she's supporting Trump. Uh, well, but here's my thing, and I'm going to pose this question. I'm a Republican. Because um, this is to all my listeners, any friends that are listening, if you are a Trump supporter, please email the show at friendlyfire at crusade.net, and I will answer you personally. Because no, please answer our question. Tell us why you have decided to support Trump. Is it an anti-Hillary vote, or are you really a full supporter of Trump? And explain to us why, and give us, you know, some some facts. We like facts. And if you really hate Hillary, please explain why. I mean, give us some facts. I just hate. I hate the way she smell. That's not a. Well, I've never smelled. Well, I'm oh, just actually, saying. I did. I lied. I did. That's some smell gay her. stuff. Let's move on. No, when I was little, I went to the White House when the Clinton uh, the Clintons were living there for that that did thing. She smell like lilac. She she was wearing perfume, but it wasn't like it was like kind of like a soapy kind of smell. It wasn't like you probably just washed her hands. Probably. But as I'm I saying, smell everybody, it's just that I hear <laughs> like I had a well, this whole thing with the taxes and talking to the Trump supporters. And, and once again, as I said before, I was not the Hillary ambassador, but people with their emotionally charged rhetoric made me have to spit facts at people things that i had to go research and learn because as an educator i don't have the answers people i was really kind of indifferent towards either party at this point because i was like as a black republican that mofo don't represent my party ted cruz technically doesn't represent my party i don't care how conservative he is but he hijacked my party and made it a joke 
a joke, people. And I will tell you this from the bottom of my heart. Bunch of clowns, man. Now mm-hmm. we have Hillary. And I haven't have I don't I didn't I don't have anything bad to ever say about the woman. I mean, the words that I hear pe- women say, which is ridiculous. Oh, my God. She she stayed with her husband. Some men say it, too. And Why you men. stay with that cheating? None of your business. It's I'm my sorry. marriage. When you get married. And when you're Republican, you're conservative, you believe in marriage. And you stay married unless your spouse, like, beats you up. That is how it works. You stay married through the good and the bad times. But when I hear, when you remember these vows, people, it says through sickness and in health for the good times and the bad times. You cannot be there just for the good times. When things get bad, you're like, I'm out of here. Right. That's that's evolution of marriage. And I'm I'm not saying I'm going to dog people who get divorced because we get divorced for all kinds of reasons. And there can be perfectly valid reasons. At the same time, that we need to respect people who decide not to get divorced, who decide to stay. Unless it's a physical harm kind of thing, abuse we're talking about. Other things, I think the marriages can be saved, they can be worked on. And we don't know what she went through, but that doesn't mean she's unqualified to be president. In fact, it might mean that she is, because when the going got really tough and really ugly, she stuck with it. And so... And I'm just trying to say this, people, like the woman has been in uh, service for about 30 years, as he said, her whole young life. But my issue is that through times, this man has flip flop from party to party. He's like a he's like a diseased penis going from hole to hole, spreading his sickness. He he was a reform party. Why are you talking so bad about my candidate? He was in the reform party when he was trying to get his dibs in the Cuba. Trump has changed his party at least seven times in his adult life, his party affiliations. So as far as he probably changed it like his belief system. Hey, it's some good things in this book. That let's read two Corinthians. Trump is not a Christian, but that doesn't disqualify you from being president so but i hate people who try to fake it though please don't fake it i i know a faker from a mile away it's okay not to know i don't expect you to know if you're not a christian weren't raised in the church i don't expect you to know so just be like i'm willing to learn you know if you are if you're not it's cool too because i don't think that's a qualification to be the president that you have to be a diehard christian and as I'm saying, I'm bringing out, and the reason why I'm bringing all this in is because I've been really heated about this underneath it all, and I have a thick skin. But the reason why I have a thick skin is because I know how to, to debate to people and spread ideas and nah, listen to ideas. Nah, because he's married to a witch. I'll admit. That's not the point. I'm pretty rough. But as I said, <laughs> it's just that when I talk to people, I see people with this anti-intellectual attitude, and it's sick. Stop hating on smart people, please. Y'all. Stop hating on smart people. It's not it's not good for the country. We need to be smart if we're going to if we're going to be winners and not losers. We need to be smart. Get that book learning. Exactly. And and <laughs> the reason why I'm this go up, to college like Miss Obama said. Now, here's the thing. He lost nine hundred and sixteen million dollars. And and as you listen from the, the clip and even in the article, it talked about him buying the Plaza Hotel for a large a sum of money. Time. He had Trump Airlines. He also had Never um, knew about that. some other crap <laughs> that he lost money on. Trump but University. when you look at these, his tax, the forms that the New York Times explained, uh, displayed, and Trump did write a letter. His camp did write a letter and say these things would obtain illegally. Oh, really? Yes. How so, can you illegally obtain a tax return? 
There's um, ways to get it. There's ways to get it, and someone sent it to the New York Times, so the New York Times displayed it. Mm. And so I bet he's, for all they know, they they could have got it from his ex-wife, Marla Maples. He was married to her at the time he filed his tax returns. Most likely, so that wouldn't be illegally obtained. Those but, were hers. But this is what I'm saying. So he said that, and I don't think she likes him. His income was six thousand. His wages of all y'all who have a. If those, I'm talking to the people who itemize. Those of you who do the easy 30 or whatever the hell it's called, you don't really get 40 easy. Thank you. I know my taxes. Not as well as Trump does, believe me. Like, I don't, I don't know how to get out of paying them. I but mean, most of the time, <laughs> guys, when you look at your W-2s, when you see your wages, this is about the money that you made throughout the year, how much people have paid you, right? Right. But Trump had like $6,000 in that spirit so that means he's an entrepreneur he must make a lot of money from taxable income right possibly well he said this taxable income was only about like a million or maybe like seven million or so Mm. but then as he goes along he starts talking about losses losses and then it gets to the end and he lost about 916 million Mm. now like some fuzzy math though where are where's this other money coming from? And then if this is stuff for his actual businesses, how can he claim this on a personal tax tax form? Because they were businesses that he he personally funded, I guess. You know, he didn't have um investors, but which, where is, did, which is weird for that. Where kind is of he money. getting all this money? His daddy. So, but I guess here's what I'm saying, and it's just these. Tax returns seem fishy, but because it's not, it's a, such a great loss. He may not have, he may have had not to pay taxes until by 2010. And the reason why he said he's been audited for 15 years is because if you guys, if you look and listen to the things that he's done, he's always been in the public eye. He's done promotions and stuff with WWE. He's been, he had a TV show for almost 10 years. The, the Apprentice. Apprentice. He actually has businesses where, and he's still CEO of these casinos and stuff. So he actually pulls he in. He's still on the board of those, yes. He still has a wage. So my thing is. Let's garnish his wages. I don't know. Why? Exactly. But, I mean, I really don't know. If if these tax returns are real, you know, if if it isn't fuzzy math, this really did happen, then he's entitled to have not paid taxes until 2011. And. I think he's just embarrassed. That's why he hasn't released the taxes. No, exactly. And that shows the fact that if he's embarrassed, because he's like, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I win. This is all I do, folks. He's talking to the people that he's duping. Because remember, his responsibility is to myself, my family, and then my companies. You're nowhere in these top three. (laughs) I'm sorry. Think about your family, people. You fathers out there. Okay. Donald is being honest. Okay. I mean, if you're going to be, but no, you're stepping in the foray of public service. Your family is now everybody. No, please. (laughs) You need to start making decisions for the people. No. That's why they're hiring you. You act like you got a plan. You need to be able to show it off. He has facts and plans. No, he has. Because he's a very smart man. No, he has Mr. Rogers trolley and he visits. Very smart man. No, he he has Mr. Rogers trolley and he visits the land of make believe quite frequently. (laughs) My favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Not drunk. Won't you be mine? Could you be mine? I wouldn't 
wouldn't mind being Trump's neighbor. I've always wanted to lynch a neighbor just like you. Stop it. No. I always wanted to slap that hair off of your head. Mm. But not really. I don't Let's have any. Make it. I don't have any like physical harm want to be done to him. No, but, but if I lived in his neighborhood, if I was a neighbor, I would be really, really happy because that means I lived in Manhattan, New York, in a really good area. And now I would be, I would be happy. And also, people. And I just laugh at him when he came up, even though I support him. His he's hair been is sued. a mess. He's been sued a bunch of times because he's talking about black people. What the hell do you have to lose when he wouldn't even rent to you? Yeah, you got everything to lose. You don't have no place to live. You go to Trump Towers and he won't get that give was you a place. then. This is now. Oh, because he his, will definitely rent to us now because some black person sued him. Oh, and also because his little country club is, you know, the hand, the hand, the hand, the, the, the small pockets of Negroes that have gotten out of the the upper echelon of being middle class are now allowed in his country clubs. Oh, my God. But it's a very important country club in a very prestigious, exclusive neighborhood in Palm Beach, Florida. <sighs> but yeah, but that's all I'm going to say, because let's go ahead and jump right into these debates, because it gets better. It does get better. And I want to title this section. Whew, OK, it gets better. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so. Uh, overall, they did discuss the demeanor of each candidate during the debate. Yes, they did. And when I say they, I mean like you know the pundits, the the talking heads, the you know the new, the newsy folks who kind of evaluated afterwards. So, well, how did you feel about Trump's demeanor since you're being a trumpeter? I'm trumpeting. I think he did a really good job of not being how he was before in the debates, the Republican debates, where he was very aggressive and caustic and said a whole lot of nasty things. Um, this time around, he managed to be mature, in my opinion. What the hell were you watching? He was mature. He didn't he didn't name call in the first 30 minutes. No, it, he didn't name call. It was I will agree. For him. <laughs> and he, you know, he was a bit flustered. I did, I did see that. That was made note. They did say that there were microphone problems, so that could be excuses. The excuses. The man came. The man appeared to be emotionally charged after becoming president is emotional. After, I mean, when Hillary seemed to be getting the upper hand, or she dropped some knowledge and some facts. You know, facts. He appeared to get, become emotionally charged. He started yelling, interrupting, like, Lester, didn't you ask, didn't you ask me a question? Like, he's getting really <laughs> snooty with people. Let, let me, didn't you just he hear what I said? He was very respectful. He kept calling her Secretary Clinton, you know. Oh, that's because, but he, no, Could've no, no. called no. her Hills. No, no, no. That's because, no, no, no. He H-C. was trying to do that because in this moment, he's trying to reach to the Tiffany's, the Jennifer's, the Amber's, not the Rashikas. Hello, honey. We use those names too. I'm just Tiffany, saying. Amber, Jennifer, every everybody in America I, uses these names. I'm just saying he's trying to reach that audience, and he's not reaching the the Laquishas, the Rashikas. What Khalif is trying to say in a very disgusting way, <laughs> an immature and and consenting way, is that Trump is trying to appear to his white female voters since. Uh, they seem to be turned off by his 
braggadocious <laughs> boasting ways. And also, he kept rambling on every damn question, like, what is your name? Well, you know, I have a friend. That friend was Sean Hannity. And Sean Hannity, you used to argue. I just asked you what yeah, your name was. Yeah, he was trying to, like, bring in a lot of uh, people who could prove things. He's like, just ask them. Just ask them. No, we're asking you, you, you big mushroom head <laughs> moron. <laughs> He's not a moron. It was just, it was oh, an interesting oh, way oh. to try to be like, oh. check my facts by asking this witness. <laughs> oh, I can't call him a moron because a moron is too good for him. Anyway, so the demeanor was definitely different between the two, but an, uh, but a huge improvement for Trump and Hillary to say. I mean, she did come across as uh, being less aggressive and that was good for her. I think that was all great strategy. I mean, she kept calling him the Donald, which seemed to flush to him because... He doesn't didn't say like, the Donald. She calls him Donald. I know. I'm saying the Donald. <laughs> I mean, she kept calling him Donald, and he prefers to being called Mr. Trump. I don't think so. Oh, he did. I think he wanted her to call him Mr. Trump. Probably, but she kept calling him Donald. Oh, Donald. <laughs> but she came across as very calm and unwavered. Didn't allow the interruptions that he kept, the 51 interruptions, to bother her. <laughs> she also appeared to be in her element and gave very poignant answers. Just straight, straightforward well thought out, well answered. But let's go ahead and talk about some of these sections. In the opening statements, Hillary wants to close the corporate loopholes. She wants to make upper class pay their fair share. <clears throat> Donald Trump pushing inclusiveness, pushing upgrade and in infrastructure and share in the profits. Mostly she was spitting some business 101. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that we need to invest in the people to make the economy better. Right. And on the other hand, Donald Trump immediately started in with the fear mongering. And, you know, basically we've lost a lot in these deals. We didn't make good deals. So we're like losers. <laughs> and, you know, so we need to be afraid. We lost all the jobs overseas. Uh, you know, uh, it's everyone else's fault. You know, China devalued the currency. Which is true. This is facts. <laughs> that is a fact. I did agree with him on that. Uh, of course, he had to mention Ronald Reagan because that's like Republican Jesus. So <laughs> he had to bring in that and his economic policies that were kind of destructive and trickle down, which doesn't really work. But I think uh, what Hillary had a. What, what does he call it? Trumped up trickle down? What is the trumped up trickle down? Because every time they ask him, which we get to, and I asked this, and I asked this question because all these Trump supporters, they come talk to me because I'm a black male and they're like, you need to get on the bandwagon, get off the debt, get choo, off the, choo. <laughs> get off of that democratic plantation, like bitch. Get on the love train. The, oh no, wait, that's the other side talking about love. Um, what, what are we, what are we, what are we? I don't know. Build the wall, gang. Build the wall. I don't oh, know. Oh, so you want me to get on the shack, the, you know, the, the get along gang, the shackles and, you know, the pitchforks and try to help build a wall? No, cause the Mexicans are gonna do it. Real Mexicans from Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> so then we got, they're gonna pay for it. So then we talked about job creation and the trade agreements. Trump, uh, well, I'll talk about Hillary first. Hillary talked about tax, taxes, policy that gave the tax breaks to companies. You know, no more tax breaks allowed. Wall, I mean, the tax breaks, the allowing, you know, just allowing Wall Street to do whatever created this whole perfect storm of hoopla, which made the recession. But and Donald comments on the fact that it is business 
that it is business hoping that people lose their home. Oh, sorry. I totally messed up my notes. Basically, <laughs> she talked about, you know, how trying to get people back on their feet and how Donald really made mentioning about how, well, he hopes that, you know, the recession happens. People lose their home so I can buy some and make some money. Exactly. I mean, that is business, it's and I business. did agree with him. It's, it's, not, it's business, okay? It's business. I did agree with him on that. But I was like, but if no one's buying, why buy all these homes unless you're buying them to rent? Well, that's what he does. That's what he does. But Hillary did promote that we're now on the precipice of having a potentially much better economy. It is getting better. It has been getting better. Yes, yes, it has. I, I definitely agree with that. And I love how she threw in the fact that She's been around the block. She has seen some things that work, things that hasn't, especially since she saw some things how it worked during the 90s with her husband created a surplus. And I think that will probably be her goal moving forward is really to try to dig us out of this debt some and really create that surplus uh, because it, it has gotten out of control. Trump, on the other hand, you know, he does talk a lot about the bad deals. And NAFTA was the one under President Clinton. And NAFTA, one of those trade deals that he feels like, you know, the United States lost out on and everyone else won and we lost. And uh, he talks about how we have to stop companies from leaving. And, you know, he was he got real personal about this time, talking about some kind of money overseas that can't be brought in because they'll lose the money. I don't know. But it was really weird and seemed very specific without being too specific. So I think it was very, it was something that Trump is personally having an issue with. And if you, and to the listeners, if you feel like I'm attacking you, I'm not attacking you personally. I mean, I love you. Thank you for listening. But just hear reason as an expat and living, going from country to country that Jamise and I have been privileged to do so because we worked hard for it. Damn it. These trade deals has helped America in leaps and bounds with getting our products into different markets, so to right. speak. Yeah, new foreign markets and expanding into those markets. We have seen like because we have such a safety or vigorous safety regiment for our vehicles. Most of the time, our vehicles are even preferred to the countries that they're going to. People want those vehicles. I've seen seven years ago, I, I saw nothing but Samsung, Kia, Hyundai in Korea. Yes, y'all. Samsung makes cars. Yes. If you don't know, Samsung does Samsung everything. Samsung makes every every machine you can think about. But it's not sold everywhere, all their machines, because of trade agreements. And But then... With that trade agreement and then even food like you can't read the packages because you don't read another language. And most people are like, well, why the hell did you leave? Because we can leave. That's what being an American is. You have the choice. Not shackle yourself to the place you went to elementary, middle school, high school. And if you went to college instead of living in your mom's backyard. But this- <laughs> Please don't live in your mom's backyard. But as I'm saying. You got to get out and, you know, experiences grow, see how other people do things. And when you do that, and I mean, I'm not just going to a different country. Let's let's make small steps, you know, move to a new city, move to baby steps, a new neighborhood. Yeah. A different side of town. Like I had a conversation where this woman was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you moved to it. And you go to different countries. I would be a little afraid to, but I can understand. It's like me. I lived in Pasadena and I moved over here to Bel Air. For those of you who don't know, these are both suburbs of Houston. 
which are like that within, are basically on kind of the same side of town. The same <laughs> southeast part of town. Mm-hmm. Maybe approximately a thirty minute drive away from each other. Well, everything is technically a thirty minute drive away. I'm giving True. within thirty minutes. So, but not to dogger. Some people don't leave because they are scared. But that's not. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not dogging mon- anybody. That's part of fear mongering, though. We've that's developed you in don't, our culture. You don't know what's out there. Stay where it's safe. Mm-hmm. So, and my- someone sneaking up in your backyard trying to stab you in the neck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but my whole thing that I'm getting with this is that don't be. I mean, don't allow what you don't know rule you. Or make you afraid. You know, if you don't know, ask somebody. Learn, read, find and out. And as I lived and as we <laughs> lived over the, the six, like for me, it was four, almost five years. For Jameez, it was seven. Over that time frame, we saw how more American products crept in into the system, into places like Korea, Cambodia, Vietnam, everywhere. And Vietnam is still communist and we trade with them. So everybody calm down. So Not think bad. about that. A communist country trading with us and and it's a part of the Asian Pacific Agreement. Mm-hmm. So you guys got to like really know what he's talking about and get abreast to what's happening and stop just like, yeah, the trade deal's bad. Yeah. And they might be bad. They might need some reworking so that we can benefit more. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong going back to the table. NAFTA was what, 20 years ago. So, yes. I mean, we could Things go back changed. to the table and, you know, tweak it a little bit. So and then we talked about raising taxes on wealthy Americans. Hillary, as we kind of pointed out, Donald hasn't paid any. So Hillary raises taxes on the wealthy he and may corporations. Have paid some. And get rid of the Trump loophole. You know, the nine hundred and sixteen million that you lost that you don't have to pay for like twenty years. I think that's fair though. That is fair. I'm not angry <laughs> with that one. It's just that <laughs> I want to know. You're gonna be the negative for some years, yo. <laughs> exactly. You you gotta pay all that money, man. And so my whole issue is that I want to know, I just want to know, or the people want to know, what has he done within the past five years? You, you see what I'm saying? But he like, until she released the emails, I will release my taxes. Fair enough. Fair no, enough. No, it is not. Because yeah. let me tell you something, If people. the emails can be released, if they do not, if they are not deemed, what, 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 what is it like, top secret or whatever? Here's the thing, people. Why can't we see them? Because they de- they are deleted. No, it's lies. No, it is not. It's lies. I'm I'm a tech person. So let me let me <laughs> let me kick some knowledge to you people. Okay, how many of you have external hard drives? And I may sound like I'm being a condescending asshole. What you mean like that, like one that you that you hook up to your computer? Yeah, like you hook up to your computer yeah, yeah, and I you save your porn and your movies on it or well, whatever. I don't have porn on it. Not but you, yeah. but I'm talking to the people. We don't know what they have. Don't watch porn, guys. It's bad. It is bad, bad for, for your you. brain. Makes you go blind. <laughs> so, as I said, whatever you got on it, you delete your porn folder or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be able to retrieve it. So you use stuff to try to retrieve the information that you lost, right? Because supposedly nothing is ever fully deleted. But what you don't know is... What you don't know? Once that section of the disk is being saved over, that information is no longer viable. You cannot retrieve it. You'll retrieve pieces and portions. So you may get that porn video and you're looking and part of that video is missing. Because not all of it could have been retrieved. So now if that whole section has been saved over, 
you can't retrieve that information. So that information is gone. But didn't the FBI gone. retrieve these 30,000 deleted emails? No, because they said they couldn't retrieve it based on all the retrie- retrieval methods that they tried. Most likely that the inference, some of the things that they did find that those emails were not about but aren't anything. aren't you allowed to delete emails once they no longer need them? Well, see, here's how it is. You have an email server. The server stores the emails. You may look like you delete it, but it goes into your trash can. That doesn't mean that it's fully deleted. It just means that that information So you're is- saying Clinton accidentally or purposely or whatever put emails on the private server that weren't supposed to be there. They're supposed to be on the government server so the government could erase the emails when it saw fit. But instead she went to her private server and she completely deleted them off of well, the Well, maybe not her, someone who works for her. Cause some, a lot of people don't know how to do this. The people who run her mail service routinely delete things. Oh, routinely. Yes. So they just, it's just like something like, oh, you know, every every uh, Friday we just, yes. You know, so, Whatever she's put in the trash can, we permanently. because yes, you're getting rid of, sp- you need to save space. That's I how understand. you keep the server running. Okay, I see. Well, that to me is, it's a bit suspicious, you know. But don't you delete your, when you, in on okay, in your Yahoo email, do you keep every single email that you have? Of course not. You delete it. Of course I do. I do not have unlimited, Yahoo is on, give me unlimited space and they're going to start deleting it if I run out of space. Well, check so. it out. So in that case, you delete that email. Yahoo may not, they may store it for a moment. You can't retrieve that, but that information is on a server. But as it's marked for Overwritten, deletion, right, right. it's no longer viable information right, and right, will right. never be retrieved again. I understand all that. But, but Donald it's Trump doesn't. No, but it is suspicious. No, it is not. If it is. How? Because Explain how. if these emails pertain to her job at the State Department, they need to be in the State Department. They should never have left the State Department. You don't take that stuff home. That is I'm that, that's like logic. This. I'm going to say it like this. I'm with the FBI director. You should have known better. Um, I mean, I agree. Slap, slap, slap. I do. <laughs> but I would say it like this. Shame on you. On your smart device. How many email? Okay. I have three to four emails that I use, right? Mm-hmm. And one for my company, mm-hmm. a couple for, you know, for guys who wants to email us. And then I have, you know, some stuff for my PayPal accounts, etc. So I get that immediate email. Now, that with that being said, now when I send an email from my smart device, I, if I'm not paying attention, I have to make sure which email that is being sent. And most likely, Hillary Rodham Clinton probably has HRC Clinton at, you know, whatever.gov or whatever <laughs> the hell the email is. And if she's looking, trying to send an email about something about it may pertain to the job and she's sending it from her smart device. She may have sent it from the wrong email. It happens. It was an accident or mm-hmm. not saying that it was um, not saying that it was intentionally accidental, but it could have happened. And so and when those things were routinely deleted, you know, it's not saying that, oh, my God, it was an, on purpose. I mean, I am tired of hearing about all this email stuff, but I just got to tell you, it it's no excuse, really. I think personally, if I was a member of the State Department, I work for the State Department, not even as the, the, the head of state, but I would definitely have my work phone at work on my desk. It would be the one that I grab all the time because I know this is what I use for work. My personal phone would be in my drawer, you know, because that I know that's not what I use at work. That's personal. So when I'm at work, I make sure I have my work phone out and that everything I need to do goes through my work phone. But the FBI did say they could not see any malicious intent. Of 
course not. It was just messy right. and just reckless. Just messy irresponsible and that's all i'm saying and i just wish people- and maybe trump's tax returns are the same so you show us the emails i'll give you my tax returns uh but he's supposed to do that anyway it's not that i have to that's not negotiable he doesn't have to you're supposed he just, to he just chose not to okay well he didn't well he's then he's practicing his democratic right well then i would say this if you guys if you have nothing to hide and stop telling me it's financial disclosure that's what you learn more from your tax returns. No, he, no, that, that's not true. That's yeah, what your he tax said. returns. I mean, that, that is one thing that I think Lester Holt corrected, corrected him, him on. on. There isn't much information that your tax returns do tell a lot about you and how you spend your money and where it's going and who's getting it. And that's very important. It, it, your tax returns tell a lot about who you are. Exactly. It tells you if you owe people money, who do you owe it to, or maybe you're under the thumb. Maybe you're not as rich or charitable. Or maybe the fact that you got dummy corporations that you're sending money through to buy your Boeing jet. And I, you know, people are free to see my tax returns. I'll just black out the, the address and social numbers. But there, I have nothing to hide, you know, and... And I never will because I'm very responsible doing my taxes. I believe in paying taxes. And, but I, I do like Trump and wish our government would do better with our money. Like I wish the government treated our money like it was theirs personally, like it was coming straight out of their wallet instead of treating it like it's an unending river of gold, you know. But I just wish that, you know, he was boasting about how the fact he was, he mentions how it makes him smart on not paying taxes. But also, but how can he get upper class to pay? But I just want to know, how can we get the upper class to pay? How would he get the upper class to pay if he isn't paying his taxes? He's probably going to cut them breaks. That's what he said. Trickle down. He's going to trickle it down. But we Because all saw, if you pay less in taxes, hopefully you'll pay your employees more. Like the nanny will get paid more. The gardener will get paid some extra bonus. You know, your driver will get some extra tips. Listen, and then, people. <laughs> We saw this in the 80s, the trickle-down effect, the Reagan trickle-down, and it just it didn't happen. We we talked about this in our next show, because this comes out before part two of affirmative action. Those jobs, with affirmative action, those jobs, or those individuals at the top CEOs, they wanted those regulations because it gave them something to aim for and keep working toward. Now, when you go all laissez-faire on people who just are not that connected with people below them, they think everything is fine. Yeah. Well, we'll move past all of this money talk. And um, a big part of the debate was talking about race relations, which is very important considering what the hurt our country has been through in the last few years and the still ongoing shootings of young um, unarmed men in the streets by uniformed officers so hillary talked about there's too many military style weapons on the streets and there should be better training for law enforcement the criminal justice should uh, needs to be reformed stronger background checks to limit firearm access to people who shouldn't have them and keep guns out of the hands of people that do harm and also, I love this because she was asked and she mentioned how implicit bias is a problem for everyone. There are people and cops that want reform. And she also wants to end profit prisons. 
Right. And that's been really cool. Uh, the United States government decided to end, they, they're ending for profit federal prisons. So they can't do anything about the states. States have their own, you know, rights to do as they choose, but hopefully that'll be a trend we'll be seeing in the future. Let me interrupt you right there. Did you guys hear what she said? The states, the federal for profit prisons are, will be ending, which means that's what the central government controls. The state will have to make its own decision. So I want to stop hearing this crap about how he's going to give power back to the states. The states have power, people. It has power. The centralized government make laws that the whole, all the states have to abide by. But when it comes to things at the state level, that is regarding to the state. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Good point. I just wanted to point that out. Yes, good point. Ding. <laughs> But yeah, and then, but he starts talking about law and order. Yes. Law and order. (laughs) My favorite show. And law and order is very important. And New York has a huge crime problem, but was reduced a lot under Mayor Giuliani. Uh, So he's also like Clinton. He supports the ban on FBI people who are on the terrorist watch list from getting guns. Um, But he still supports stop and frisk. He thought that this was the reason why crime went down so drastically under Mayor Giuliani. He associates associates this with the stop and frisk movement, which, well, is not exactly true. But I also want to add this last point with that before we move on. He did. He was on the verge of saying black on black crime because he mentioned about all these places. Um, Jersey. I hate black on black crime. Chicago. Places where he has investments. But I hate brown on brown crime. I hate crime. I hate white on white crime. Just Arab on Arab. I mean, why are we killing each other? Please stop. But I'm just saying he used that excuse in a very re- magnificently reworded way with you one paying attention. You didn't catch it. <laughs> he was like, there's thousands of shootings every day. Every day, thousands every day, of every day, every day in Chicago, which he's trying to say, people, there are thousands of shootings. So that means, oh, it's not cops killing cops. It's people killing <laughs> no, people. I don't think cops kill cops. Oh, sorry. It's not cops <laughs> killing people. It's people killing people. Blacks on blacks, Mexican on Mexican, white on white. It's not them killing each other. It's them All killing each other. All these gang bangers, adulterers. Dope heads and, and, and heroin addicts shooting each and these other. And Mexicans got lots of Breaking problems. bad people. <laughs> but that's all I'm trying to say. And I was just pointing that out. Which is all true. This is true. But don't use that as an excuse for saying you need law and order. You do need it. We do but need law and order. The thing was, we're talking about race relations. People, those groups will handle their own issues. As you say. Mm, they won't. Decentralize. But- uh, weak central government strong state then you know what don't have the state interfering with family business Uh, you are crazy anyway (laughs) but my in my opinion basically on the fact that he's talking about the frisk and he was corrected because stopping frisk was deemed uh, as deemed unconstitutional it is unconstitutional because in executive summary of her opinion Shylan wrote that Judge Shylan, sorry, Judge Shylan wrote that there were 44.4 million stops made by the New York City police between January 04 and June of 2012, and 83% of them were made of black and Hispanics, even though the racial groups represented 52% of the city's population in 2010. 
52%, but 83% of them were made of black and Hispanics people. So during the trial, 12 plaintiffs testified about 19 of those stops, and the judge said she found 14 of the 19 stops constituted an unconstitutional stop and unconstitutional frisk. In addition, the evidence at trial revealed... This is quote. In oh, addition... Yeah. In addition, the evidence at trial revealed that the NYPD has an unwritten policy of targeting the right people for stops, mm-hmm. Shilin wrote, end quote. In practice, the policy encouraged targeting of young black and Hispanic men based on their prevalence in local crime complaints. This is a form of racial profiling, end quote. And racial profiling is unconstitutional. And this is what I'm saying. And if you got a man who's talking about, I'm for torture. I'm for stopping the frisk. He's he's talking about, this is Anakin Skywalker talking about his empire. He wants to rule and be a dickhead. I'm sorry, but I'm being very vulgar, but I'm really irritated and I'm tired of people. And I want you got to stop beating up on Trump. Trump is not the problem. Trump is the problem. And he has some good answers and, and and he has he's made some good points. Yeah, points that he's pointing out black on black crime is the reason why we need law and order. We need law and order. Good law and order, like on the TV. But also, <laughs> I did hate this. And I want people to understand this. And I want you to think about this. Trump mentioned that, oh, you got to remember, during the crime bill, she labeled young black men as super predators. She labeled them as super predators. Once again, I had to argue this till I was like dying and drowning and just blue in the face. Just I want people to shut up about it. She did not call young black men super predators. People post this and they're emotional about it because if you said these gangs, these these kids kids creating (laughs) these kids that are creating or these kids that are committing (laughs) violent acts and crime. They need to be stopped and healed. If the mo- these super predators need to heal, the moment that you hear super predators, and if you think black, if you think Hispanic, you are part of the problem. You know what I think about when I hear super predators? I think of Pac-Man. Really? Not really. I'm just joking. Oh, legitimately, I think of like lions, tigers, bears, sharks, like this. Honestly, now you know what I think about. <laughs> People like Brock Turner who don't feel remorse. He is a super predator. But that's what we're referring to. People who don't learn. I feel the guy that was they labeled affluenza team. Psychopaths. Who didn't feel remorse for what he did. These are people that I call super predators. Super predators is basically someone who doesn't feel remorse. They don't learn. For their crime and, they, and they'll do it again. And they will again keep and doing it again because they right. don't give a damn. Right, 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 right. And that, that goes across color lines. So we don't need to focus too much on that. But her answer to the question wasn't very good. She kind of deflected it. So I didn't like that. Nah, I didn't think she deflected. I think she because here's the thing. If someone calls you a racist, there is no great, great way to defend it. Either way, you're, if you start to defend, right. you start to sound like oh, I might be a racist. You're, oh, you're defending you, it. You protest too much. Yes. <laughs> Does she protest too much? That's Hamlet. Hamlet. Booyah. I got that. I got you one. Mm-hmm. So in the end, I just wanted to say. Guys, listen to reason. I'm not saying she's the best candidate out there, and I'm not saying you need to vote. I mean, she's the best candidate her. for president this year. 
<laughs> exactly. She, she's so get on. Oh no, no, she's not. I forgot I was a trumpeter. Daggone. Mm, oh, my out. bias. Oh, my bias. Well, I'm sorry, trumpeters. I tried to be your side. I tried to reason with Khalif. I just, I have a hard time hiding my bias. I am with her. I have been with her for a very long time. I am coming out the closet as a full-blown Hillary Rodham Clinton supporter. Keep it in the closet. So I can't keep in the closet anymore. I'm sorry, but I am trying. I am really trying to see the Trump supporter side of you. But guys, he represents hate, and I just can't. And if you guys listen, if you have hate in your heart, lay it out. Just, just let it out. Go but church. I, I can send you a book, you know, uh, about love each other. <laughs> but as I'm just trying to say, I just feel like, um, I mean, there were ups and downs, but in the end, I really feel that Hillary killed it. She dropped, she dropped the hammer, and she, she just Chinese typewriter all over the stage. <laughs> Chinese typewriter, what's that? You know, MC Hammer. Oh, <laughs> right, right, yes. Can't touch this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she she did do a really good job, but Trump did a good. He has improved. I mean, he had to because here's the thing, and this is the reason why. He's trying to reach another demographic to He's get people to trying to get on her vote. level. Yes. Get on her level. What? But get the issue is level. that she has 30 years of practice. The girl's been fighting. Right. She helped the black. She worked with the Black Panthers. She worked with other just things, social groups to get to the point to where she is now. And the thing, and she's been debating for years. Right. And he talked about stamina. When you go to 112 countries and then have to come back and do 12 hours of, you know, he, that was really weird in the debate because he has a way of always uh, talking about women's appearance and looks. But he claims he wasn't referring to that. He claims he meant to say stamina and not that was her him. looks. That was him deflecting and trying to make himself seem like he's not because much he of a knows he shouldn't bigot. say things like that. Because if he does, it's going to lose the female voters that he does have. I mean, we do like to look good and we do try not to look like we're tired and we do work hard as women. And I'm not going to toot her horn so much because there are two more debates coming up. So I'll have plenty of time to. Away. We will have time to look at it because she might do horrible in this town hall meeting. Yeah, the, the second debate is going to be different, right? She's going to get some really hard questions from the audience. Hopefully, they'll, you know. Well, hopefully, yeah. but I just hope they're not rude. Like, what what do you do about your husband? And I'm just like. They might bring that up. They will because people are petty. Tom Petty. So the next debate is going to be Sunday, October 9th. Um, the next presidential debate will be Sunday, October 9th. And, and don't forget, tonight, if you guys are listening to this, Tuesday, October 4th, is the vice presidential debate. Yes. So please, join with us. Um, we we might catch it. Most likely, we'll catch it. Mm-hmm. We may discuss it as an update to an episode, but it may not come out before the Part two to affirmative action. Right. So, uh, again, then we had Tuesday, October 4th for VP debate. There's only one of those. Sunday, October 9th for presidential debate. And then Wednesday, October 19th will be the final presidential debate before the early voting polls open. And I will again remind, um, oh, all of my overseas listeners. 
who are American. You need to make sure that you have gone online to, I think it's called USA Vote or something. It's a voter registration for overseas voting. It's very easy to sign up and do. Please make sure you do so before early voting begins because actually the foreign votes have to be in and you had to be registered before that happens. So please make sure that you're aware of that and let's rock the vote because your vote does count even if you are overseas. So all my overseas Americans, please go out there and vote. All of my overseas people who are not American but have elections coming up in your home countries and you're able to absentee vote, please do so because things are happening. The world is changing and we need to keep abreast and stay still stay involved with not only the country we live in as expats but also the country that we came from. We got to remember the people we leave behind. And before we wrap this up as i said i believe hillary won um she really cleaned it up i hope that she gained some more support from what i hear from the different polls i'm not going to go but you can check out cnn the orc polls like just this one it said like 62 percent to 27 percent clinton over trump that she won and opinions did who better who handled the issues better it was 68 to 27 clinton over trump once again so um, yeah, Clinton over Trump. So I did put, a, if you want to check these articles and stuff that I put out, and like I said, on this show, I'm a giver. I give you anything, and it, I will try to give you all the information that I can give you. So I have a work cited on the podcast page. It, I did link the articles on there, so click on the hyperlinks and go straight to the article, and you can read it, especially if you want to check out the New York Times article about his um, tax return. Thank you. His tax return from 1995. So check it out. It was a fascinating read. I implore you, please get out and read. And remember, all our listeners, it is just not the presidency. You got the House, the Senate, local. Vote. Get it out. Make changes happen. Be a participant in democracy. I tell you guys this every year, but I'll keep telling you till it sinks in. So... Uh, just remember, if you need any more information about it, we will try to make sure we signpost get information out to you to make sure that you're participating in the government and staying active just like we are. And we're really going to make America keep America getting we're gonna greater. We're going to keep America great and getting better. Greater. We're going to be a greater America. Exactly. Yay. And on that note, I am your boy, Khalid. And I am your girl, Jamise. Thank you all for listening. 